That's some groovy intro music. All Pete, right. Pete the cat would love it. Yeah. I don't know what that is. But... <laughs> it's a kid's book. <laughs> okay. Good. Then I'm glad I don't know what it is. Pete the cat and his four groovy buttons. <laughs> well, that's a band name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome to the show. I'm Ben Oliver. I'm Justin Plant. We are the co-founders of Storyboard Media and your wonderful hosts for another, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 minutes, whatever, 20. Yeah. Who knows? We'll uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about event video, so okay. I have a feeling we could kind of blow through it, or or potentially that's a thing that we could kind of get fired up on. Uh, and I think there's some some common misconceptions about event video that we like to kind of tear into, and maybe we'll get to that and give everyone that sure satisfaction. Um, but I hear we have a new sponsor this week. We do. Uh, it just came in. Um, here it is. <clears throat> Waffles. Wow. All right. <laughs> big waffle. Oh, big waffle. They, yeah, but they don't like to seem. They don't. A. They don't want to seem like a conglomerate. Right. You know, trade association or anything. Mm-hmm. But also, they don't want to confuse it with normal sized waffles. They want I people get that. just to yeah. So it's a it's a Belgian company, right? <clears throat> um, or a consortium, I suppose. Yeah, of companies. Yeah, more of a consortium. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, well, welcome to our new host, Waffle. (laughs) Okay, so as we mentioned, today we're talking about event video, and uh, I think it actually kind of makes sense um, to to start by defining what it is we mean when we're talking about event here, because there are a lot of events that companies can attend, host, whatever. Um, I think it's important to 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 kind of define what we're talking about today is like user conferences. Um, like pre-conferences, some something basically that you're maybe a seminar, something that your company is hosting and yeah. putting on and inviting people to, yep. not something that that you're just that someone else is is hosting and throwing and, and that you're maybe exhibiting at or something like that. I mean, like a trade show or something like yeah. that. That has its own uh, has its own issues, um, and I'm sure someday we can get into those i mean i mean it's worth it's worth mentioning that the big thing about those kinds of things is that nobody's paying attention and nobody can hear yeah i mean so like just to just to put it in perspective like if nab if we were attending nab and and had a booth at nab mm-hmm. we would this is it's not about our video it's about what nab would be producing for that yes event yeah no that's good so I that's like kind that. of how we're framing this okay. what, what did you just say that way um oh yeah that people can't hear Anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where you get to the trade show floor and and people are uh, one, they're just happy to not be at the office. I think um, some people are there maybe to meet two or three people in in kind of prearranged networking things, and everyone else is there just to walk around and look at I don't know what's cool in booths and stuff like that. And those booty shorts that they always have people. in. <laughs> That's true. Isn't that weird? It feels like we're past that. It's like there's an entire cottage industry in las vegas of like trade show booth models yeah yes yeah which i mean i guess consider your audience yes i think we should be that and we're all better than that but it doesn't seem to be stopping trade show exhibitors from putting attractive women out in front of their booth and saying hi come talk to me and then handing you off to like the regional sales manager who knows something yeah yeah um maybe we should just stick on that topic no? I think we <laughs> I, I think we've fully explored it. Well, thanks for joining us today. Shortest episode ever. All right. Um, so, uh, user conferences. Um, 
pre-conferences, seminars, things like that. What do, what do you mean by pre-conference? Well, like a pre-conference, like um, I don't like naming our clients and former clients. No, but so if you I like attach to, yourself like, to NAB and you have your own like yeah, thing like, at a hotel next door. Like, like we have a former client who used to host two days of workshops and breakout sessions and, and keynotes like the two the Monday and Tuesday before a big industry conference yeah, okay, started yeah. on a Wednesday, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So. You know, there, there's a big industry conference at the Las Vegas Convention Center, and you've got, like, Ballroom C at Caesars yep. or something like that. And so you invite all of your people, who you, or all of your clients, customers, prospects, whatever. Everybody's already there for the industry. They're already event. going. You just get them to come out a couple days early yep. and attend your event. Yep. So that's gotcha. that's what I mean by pre-conference. Uh, again, it's, it's something that you're programming, you're hosting, you're inviting people to, right. and, and you've kind of got control over it. Um, so... I think what most people think of in those scenarios, then, of course, is the event recap video. It's got you got to have it. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't. In fact, um, this is the part where we start to tear into a misconception that we hate. Um, We should have like a sound effect for like preachy moment warning. If it, that says preachy moment better than anything, <laughs> we could like royalty free license as a sound effect. So, Anthony, if you could just like clip that and sample that and use that as our preachy moment uh, sound effect, that'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, I God, I hate event recap videos. Um, Tell me more. It's it's really it's really nothing more than a pat on the back for the event planner. Let's be honest. I mean, I, I imagine there are at some point some event planners listening to this video because they're listening to this podcast because they saw, you know, event video and they're like, oh, yeah, let me learn how to do this. And so I might alienate those people. But that event recap video is essentially pointless because the way I see it, anybody who didn't go to your event probably chose not to be there for a reason. And so they're not that interested in in what maybe they missed out on. And anybody who was there has a nominally functioning brain and probably remembers what happened two weeks ago anyway. Right. It's not to say that you, you, you shouldn't capture what the event was like and use it in promotional stuff for next year. Exactly. I don't want to get too far ahead of, of ourselves here. But, but like that whole take a look at what we just did two weeks ago kind of thing is, is so often like the leading point. For, for somebody to reach out to a video production company and say, hey, can I hire you to come shoot some B-roll and some interviews so that we can do a recap video after the fact? And like, I know there are a lot of companies that make a lot of money doing that, and that's mm-hmm. fine, but it just, I don't know. I it, I don't it, care to watch them. I never I have. Because I, I mean, even if I've been to the event, I just don't care. Well, and I can't tell one from the other. I mean, you right. know, like it it's almost it it's almost enough to inspire me to create a stock video site that only caters to event video where you just have people like the backs of people's head and someone on a poorly lit stage with a, a presentation and you get a couple different people on a stage and and a whole bunch of empty chairs. You get a, you Clapping get like noises. A, a hundred like clips of that. You need like 200 clips of the networking mixer, Mm -hmm. which is basically just people standing around shaking hands with like a little saucer in their in their hand and and get it poorly lit and getting slightly drunker. Maybe that's how you create a little narrative arc to that whole thing is you're 
your your networking mixer actually you see people start sober and then just get drunker and drunker and drunker i think part of honestly part of our um like mild hatred for the, those is because this is mild hatred by is the way is because they're like i don't know it maybe it's because we're just bored with them is it's like if someone someone out there has thoughts as to why this is a relevant video i'm open to hearing it i just sure i i do get very bored with them and i don't see a lot of value in it um, for our clients so you know and, and most of our clients when we talk to them about it they end up saying yeah we don't need that take it off the the invoice or whatever yeah and and i mean i i see i mean you can get into office politics and budgeting and all kinds of stuff like that i know that that oftentimes the the video that's captured at an event comes out of the event's budget as opposed to the general marketing budget and so maybe that's just what you have to do to make the events people happy is give them a hey here's a pat on the back look what you did good job kind of thing but yeah i it just end end of end, <laughs> end of rant segment i well, suppose let's take a step back so that's the most i think that's the most accessible version of of event video but let's, let's take a step back and think about the categories. There's three categories, right? Yep. Uh, it, it starts with getting butts in the seats. All right, so promoting the event. Yes. And then once you've got those butts in the seats, you've got to keep them there. Okay. Right? So there's kind of making video a part of your event. Yes, okay. Right? Yep. It's a battle the whole attrition thing. And then there's taking advantage of whose butts are there. To extend the butt thing, right? It's not <laughs> take advantage. Yeah, I said what I said. Taking advantage of the butts that are there. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, I, I can't wait to hear more. About yeah. That. Essentially, you'll be disappointed because that's leveraging who's attending, right? Right. It, it's most likely your your best clients, your best prospects, your partners, your best partners, those kinds of people. Yeah. So, how can you actually take advantage of all those people being in one room? over one or two days when usually they're scattered around the country or world or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, I mean, let, let's start at the top, right? You got to get people there. So let's talk about promoting your event a little bit. Um, I, I think it, it, it starts with, for me, it starts with how expensive these events are to host, right? I mean, there are a lot of resources that go into these things. Yes. And even if you're charging a registration fee, you're lucky to break even if you're charging a registration fee, basically. On the event. Uh, on yeah. the event, yes. yes. I mean, there's certainly the potential for a ton of return, and that's why companies do them. But but it's it's more of an indirect return, right? It's it's deepening those relationships, you know, closing deals that have been, you know, in the pipeline for a while. Yeah, th building those company culture, things. you know, because I think a lot of these events now are very experience oriented, too. Yeah. No, and and I think I think a lot of companies do them also, especially you know in the space that that we typically work in with like tech companies, they they put a tech companies put a lot of effort into humanizing their brand, right? And this is a, a way to spend a day or two with the engineers, the developers, the executives, the salespeople, the the support people, right? I, I mean, you know, people have relationships with their customer support people. And but they never see them in person. This mm -hmm. is a chance for them to actually see each other in person, mm -hmm. and, and and not just about hey, this went wrong, or how do I do this, or, or that kind of thing. So there's a lot of value in hosting these events. It's just very expensive to do, and so you've got to get as much out of it as you can, and so you've got to get as many of those 
clients, prospects, and partners there as possible. So promoting the event is, is largely about getting people there, right? Yep. Getting people there so that you can get that return back on the event. What might some ideas be to promote your event? Is this something you want to maybe, is this something that you'd recommend just doing one video and throwing it out like two weeks before the event or? I mean, you have to think about who's watching this and where they are. If they're a prospect, you, you're going to have to almost beg them to come. I mean, th those are the people that you, the prospects are the people that you really want to be there so that they, you guys can start to grow a relationship. Second, I think, is getting your current customers there so you can also grow those relationships. But well, and, and I think, too, getting the, getting the prospects there with your existing customers, let them talk. Right. Right? Let your customers sell your product. Th these, are, these are prospects who are likely a little bit further along in their journey, and so they're aware of a lot of things, and this is like, you know, this is an effort to, maybe you've given them free registration, right? And this is an effort to help close them. Yep. Right? And so forget the salesperson that's been talking to them on the phone for three months or whatever. Introduce them to those clients. Mm -hmm. have, have them, have them, you know, have them there to watch those client presentations and have that kind of light bulb moment. Aha, we could do that. Let me go find Jeff. Right. And let's talk about, you know, finalizing this deal or whatever. Yeah. And then partners too. I think, you know, they're great people to have there speaking and whatnot. So there, there are those variety of people that you're going to invite. Most of them. What do you mean by partners? Uh, partners. So if you're a, a, a software company and you integrate with another type of software so that you can kind of grow feature sets based on that partnership um, or provide more value kind of across the board um, to your clients. Um, that's what I mean by partners. So you integrate with um, a particular media software and any anything else? Yeah. Okay. So so uh, someone who but, might be someone who might be kind of the middle user. Yes, it could also be it could also be um, someone who is almost like a. So we're an agency partner for Vidyard. Mm -hmm. If Vidyard had an event, they might in, invite us to attend that because we're some thought leaders in the space of video and we can either provide content for that event um, and talk about how we've brought customers, you know, customers that we both have, right? Mm -hmm. Both have in common, how we've helped them grow their business by using video strategically. Um, so that's why I'm, that's another opportunity for partnerships. I think there. Well, I think that brings up a good point too. Is is the company that's hosting the event? I think the people that they program to speak at it, they get to own that thought leadership too, mm -hmm. right? So there there are people like we may have a different perspective than Vidyard because we're not trying to sell a video hosting platform. We're about developing and executing strategies for video for B two B companies, right? So we may have a slightly narrower focus or something that's a little bit of an offshoot that Vidyard does. And so they get, we have an expertise outside of their specific expertise. And so we get to bring more value to that. But because they're the ones who basically own the stage, they still get to own that thought leadership that we're providing, mm -hmm. I think. Um, and I think that, and I also think, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about structuring events, but from the ones I've attended, the good ones seem to have that mix of like internal people giving presentations on product updates, things like that. 
current customers who are saying, here's a use case, here's an interesting scenario we had and a solution that we were able to find through this product, service, whatever. And then um, the third thing, which I forgot. The partners, partners who have some sort of tangential service. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, 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 may, and maybe the key to filling the gap between where our prospect is and, and right. closing the deal. Right. Yes. Um, so where might those different audiences and how might those different audiences consume some content that would be asking them to attend this event? Well, so one thing you, you, you asked before, um, I think it's important about posting something a couple weeks before the event. Mm. These, all these different people who are going to attend, they've got to, first of all, if they're not the boss, convince their boss that they, they need to take a couple days off and yep. spend money on plane tickets and hotel reservations and travel. Time out of the time office. time out of the office. Yep. And so there's, so those are some of the things that you have to combat. Um, so there's like a time element. Um, you've got to get out in front of this thing far enough where you can let people have those discussions internally and make those decisions and still get a decent fare on their, mm -hmm. <laughs> on their hotel. Yeah, or yeah. if there are even hotels left. Right. Also, what is the value of that event? for that organization. So even if only one person is going, can they come back and and bring some of that knowledge back to that company and that company benefits? Mm -hmm. um, what other kind of like pockets of of like value props for the I, I think I think for for the existing clients, I think all right, so I, I don't I don't know. One of my former jobs, we it was very acronym heavy, and one of the things that we talked about when working with our partners was the value we provided as an outside partner was to help them deepen, attract, and retain DAR. So, for me, um, the deepen thing was really was really about deepening relationships with existing clients. So the opportunity there is to, even if you can only get one person from an existing client, the opportunity is to get them to see something outside of like, you know, take off the blinders that they usually have on in terms of their daily use of the product or whatever, or service, whatever mm -hmm. it is, right? See some other use cases because so many, so many products and services these days have so many different applications and there's just a single point purchase and a single need that companies come in and this is what I needed to satisfy, you know, what I need to satisfy with this. But there's so many opportunities for that to help their company that sometimes it just takes getting somebody out of the office in a ballroom and hearing someone else talk about those opportunities. So I think for existing clients, the value is in how can we get more out of this thing that we're already paying potentially a lot of money for. Mm -hmm. um, for the prospects, I think it's it's more about it's more about kind of I see it as more of a closing opportunity, right? So so these are people who need to who need to be told, hey, you're going to have an opportunity to hear from some of our top users. Um, you're going to be you, you've got to justify the time by saying you're going to be able to network with existing clients with with some of our other partners, right? So that so that you can kind of come at that whole sales cycle from a couple different angles than maybe you have before. And then I, I think it's important for your partners to be there because your partners are a lot like your clients. They may have specific use cases that they use, but they're there to hear about other 
examples, other ways that other partners or clients have used it so that you can prompt that lightning bulb moment. Mm -hmm. And so I think with each audience, you want to kind of set up those different, those different value props and put them, put them each in front of them, put each one that's relevant to that audience in front of them Mm -hmm. um, instead of here are all the reasons to come. Right. Maybe it's here's one about the people you're going to meet. Exactly. Here's one about the presentations you're going to hear. Here's one about, um, uh, you know, our our product updates that you're going to hear about before the public, those kinds of things. But not everybody cares about all those things. You've got to be very selective and very specific and in presenting the right value props to those right audiences. And and each of those audiences has a different channel through which they will get that video, right? So your prospects are are probably going to receive any sort of video content promoting the event from a salesperson or from like some sort of retargeting situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, If they visited a product page or watch some of your stuff on YouTube, whatever, Um, or even search for particular terms. The Current clients are probably going to get invited through account management, and so account management or whatever yep. you would call that there at your company um, is it they need people to be able to access that content, the video content, and share that appropriately, and um, and that can also be distributed through like LinkedIn and other channels, of course, more publicly, and then the partners. Most companies, if you have a partnership program, there's somebody running that who can distribute that through a simple email campaign um, or send out personalized like, hey, you guys have a really cool story with client X. We'd like you to come bring that story. I think that's the key. I I imagine um, that's the key with partners is is keeping those relationships and knowing what those great case studies and use cases are so that you can actually go to someone and say, hey, you know what? I'd like to have you come to our user con this year and present about this thing that we did, this Mm -hmm. specific thing. I imagine that's how a lot of the partner invitation, at least for the people who are presenting, how those are generated instead of, hey, we'd like you to speak because we like you. Well, and by elevating that partner, they have more affinity with your product and are more likely to recommend or use or implement that product as well. And I think this is just strategic but, way and, to- And that's another thing about the partners too, is that, is that your audience is likely their audience. Yes. Right. To go back to right. if, if we were speaking at, at some kind of Vidyard event, the, the benefit for us would not only be the lift that we would get from from being trusted by Vidyard to give a presentation, but pretty much all the people in that room who are Vidyard customers and prospects are potential prospects of ours, too. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of value for, for the, you know, and, and that's something that that's, again, an angle that you'd want to put in front of a partner that you wouldn't necessarily feel like you you should put in front of exactly. a customer or or a yeah, uh, segmentation a is really important so i think we brought it up this will now be the third time um but we haven't actually gotten to it so you need to throw some stuff out there more than two weeks before the event yeah right i think the right way to do this is to is to consider it's really to consider the journey that each of those personas take to attending the event, just like you would consider the journey that they take to, to purchase your product, right, else, or, yeah. or, or whatever, right? Like, like, 
what you know and and all those things that you've got at your at your disposal you know post event surveys things like you know all those kinds of things picking up the phone and talking to prior attendees you know what what helped you decide to come you know when did you book mm-hmm. when did you register all those kinds of things to to understand that that people need and i think this is what you were trying to get at earlier is they need to make these decisions that are not just their own personal decisions yes i want to attend this but then they often have to get buy-in approval whatever from someone else so you've kind of got to map out a long-term campaign and go from announcing here are the dates and times date time location location of this year's event yep all the way through hey for you you know laggards uh remember in in three weeks here's our event and here's here's our speaker lineup right you're kind of making your and then everything in between which are those those value props that need to be presented opportunities to convince their boss um you know maybe helping them understand uh where to stay even all those Mm -hmm. things that you're kind of putting out there I mean, why not put it out there in video content too? Another, just another kind of element to add to that timeline is obviously the early registration and couple seats left, you know, in that spectrum. So those are things that can be. Well, and and each of those, I mean, God knows every event has like four different stages of early bird registration, right? Well, each one of those trigger points, each one of those expiration dates is an opportunity to create a sense of urgency and put something else out there. So even if you just mapped your kind of video campaign release dates to those early bird registration deadlines, that's better than, again, just making one thing and throwing it out a month mm-hmm. before the event, something like that. Let's talk a little bit about some of the opportunities for personalized video with events. Because I, I think events are a great use case for personalized video. Okay. So tell the people who don't know what personalized video is. Uh, it, can be, it can be done in a couple different ways. It can be done on a very one-to-one basis where I record something for you, Ben, and this is exactly only for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very personal. And that's like is, is about as intimate and personal, not intimate, but about as personal as it can get. Another opportunity is for personalization at scale, where you would use tools that, um, that could insert someone's name or their company or their job title, whatever into fields in the video and you would essentially just have your CRM integrate with your video hosting and mesh all that stuff together so that it kind of creates this like very what seems like a very personalized video for you and, and still that's still such a novelty even though I think most people understand that it's a scaled piece of technology sure. it's still so it, it's still attention grabbing it is and I and I can't not click a thumbnail that doesn't that, that says, uh, welcome to Las Justin. Welcome to Las Vegas. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, and, and I think I, I think the reason personalization works so well with events too is there's this there's this psychological angle too of kind of an invitation, right? Like you, you have to register, yeah. you have to sign up, you have to make plans to attend, you likely have to travel. Like there's something that gets very very personal it, it just provides a lot of personal opportunities to say i want you there mm-hmm. 
even if you can tell that this thing is going to a thousand people, mm -hmm. because it has your name, it's an indication that at least I'm on your list right. of people that you want to attend yeah. this thing. And and yes, for uh, they're still I'm still surprised by how many people are out there and ha who haven't received a personalized video, and they're just blown away by these things. Every time, almost, like I would say, ninety five percent of the time I send out personalized well, videos, they they're like, holy shit! I mean, we've, this is see, we've seen that we've seen that in some of the the marketing and sales sequences you've done. We've done personal videos that aren't to an individual person. Right, where you're saying things that because we've segmented a list, it like it it it's specific to that to a type of person. And we've also you've also done videos where you've actually got like on a whiteboard or on the 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 marquee thing like their name yep. and you greet them by name and you get so much more response on the ones that are personalized and individualized than the ones that are just kind of segmented properly, even though they're both you looking into the camera and talking and saying a specific message that's relevant to that person. Thumbnail is key Okay. in yeah. that element. It yeah. is because if it's just me on camera without your name there, who gives a shit? Yeah. But if, but if I put Ben, then it, it means a lot more. So. Yeah, it, it certainly, and, and I mean, you know, I, I receive them too. And the ones where it's it's just a video thumbnail, I'm happy to see that somebody's using video and email, and I'm happy to see that somebody's putting a thumbnail instead of just a link in there. But the ones that have my name or a screenshot of our website, if they're trying to sell us, you know, SEO services mm -hmm. or whatever it is, those are the ones I click on. Mm -hmm. Like I even know what's going on. Right. I know what the other side of the curtain looks like, right. and I and You're I still selling interact me with things. But I want to know. Yeah. And, and anything you can do to increase engagement rates, right, click throughs, that kind of thing, then it's going to be worth it. Because again, it's all about getting butts in the seats. Okay. So we've got people <clears throat> at our event. All right. Now we need to keep them there. What do you mean by that? Well, I, I mean, I mean that that so attrition is 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 a huge problem, a huge issue that that event planners have to go up against. I mean, imagine going to Vegas, Vegas. <laughs> I, I was going to go with like San Francisco, but why do that? Go with Vegas sure. and say, I would like for you to get your boss to pay for you to come to Vegas for two days. And yet I expect you to come sit in ballroom C of Caesar's Palace instead of do Vegas. Right. Blinking lights, uh, you know, noises Strippers. and oxygen <laughs> pumping, like, yeah. Every, yeah, all that stuff. The good all food. those distractions. That city yeah. is, I, I, I honestly don't understand why so many conferences, I mean, I do understand why so many conferences happen, but it's like, my God, it's an uphill battle. It is. To say this work-related sitting in a chair for you know, nine straight hours is more valuable than all of the sinful opportunity that's just outside right. this door. So, right, and 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 so, so it's so easy for people to, and, and even it's just easy for people to, you know, take phone calls and right. reply to emails and things and like that, yeah. right? I mean, you, you've, you've essentially paid a lot of money to put on this thing to get them there at the event. So you want them to pay attention to, to the content that you're doing. And so I think there, we think there are a lot of ways for video to be a part of your overall programming just to make it more interesting, make it more engaging, inform, entertain, and educate them during presentations, in between presentations, tease the networking mixer that, that's coming up, tease 
the keynote speaker that's coming at the end of the day. Give them reasons throughout the day to plan to attend the to rest of yeah. what's going on, yeah. to stick around basically. Um, and so I, I think I think you know every yes every event has some kind of projection screen on it, right? Because every presenter has some kind of keynote or PowerPoint that they're probably going to deliver. So it's just so easy since those are usually just up there at the front of the room where everybody's automatically facing anyway to take advantage of those lulls during bathroom breaks, smoke breaks, in between presentations to put information up there that's either funny or fun or interesting. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, when, when, when we attended, we talk about Vidyard a lot, when we attended Vutopia a couple years ago, um, I mean, I still have the pictures uh, on my phone that I took of their kind of uh, crawl that was going on rolling in between the, the kind of rolling stats. Like, uh, I mean, because they picked interesting ones, right? Like, you can absorb, uh, the average person can absorb 60,000 times as much information through video than through uh, audio over the same amount of time. Like really interesting stuff that that kind of kept me watching. I mean, it it, it kind of reminds me of when movie theaters, maybe they still do this, uh, used to do like the trivia quizzes in mm -hmm. between ads before mm -hmm. movies kind of thing, right? You, you kind of keep your eye on the screen to, you know, be able to answer that next trivia question faster than the person you're there with. But guess what? You watch the ads that yeah. are happening uh, because you're waiting for that next one to come up. It's it's kind of the same idea. They're they're focusing their attention up there and you get to keep them in their seats. It also saves the CEO or the, the president or the CMO or whatever from having to grab the mic and be up on stage in between every situation. They can actually be out there talking to people instead of having to think about, oh, what's next? Are we on schedule? Whatever, like you, just, you got the video there, it's ready to go. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's another fun opportunity, too, is is with some of your key speakers or, or all of your presenters, whatever it is, why not do a fun video intro that, you know, I mean, take some, you know, like walk-up music, right? Mm -hmm. Like baseball players, they walk to the plate and they've got their song that's playing, whatever. Like, find out what their walk-up music would be. Have whoever's got the best voice in, in, in the office, like, do a little, like, you know, boxing type intro, mm -hmm. like and next to the stage from, you know, I mean, you know, why not start off a presentation like that instead of like having your regional sales manager take the mic and say, oh, hello, everybody. Um, thanks for being here today. Uh, I'd like to uh, welcome our next presenter, which I, I mean, that's just snooze fest, right? Like, right. why not have a little bit of fun with it, right? And entertain them, jazz it up. I think the presenter's probably going to come on stage with more energy if they've had that walk-up music. My, I haven't seen it at a whole lot of events, so I imagine, you know, people who speak speak often and might as well give them that extra little bit of energy before they go into their 20-minute PowerPoint presentation. Um, Sorry, I I'm, was a little unengaged because I was looking for the um, – I remember we pitched a – but yeah – we pitched an opening hype video and then struck through hype. Yes. <laughs> so, do you remember that enough to talk about it? Yeah, I think um, I, I think the basic premise. I think here we the, go. Yeah, the, uh, go ahead. If you've got it, then go it says, ahead. Uh, the description here in the pitch was: Let's be honest. While these events are fun and educational, it's not like we're going to Monday Night Football or a Metallica concert. So let's treat this accordingly. 
But that doesn't mean we can't have fun with it and get people excited about the day ahead. We're just going about it a different way. It's a short form video uh, projected at the event. Um, our audience may not connect to a rip-roaring, pyrotechnic-fueled hype video, but it doesn't mean they aren't open to being inspired and energized. Yeah, I, I think that's just self-awareness, right? <clears throat> Brands are so often like not thinking about what 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 can we actually pull off, right? So they right. try to go big. Isn't didn't like Microsoft or something have like like U two open up and then you pan to the crowd and everyone was just kind of sitting there? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know if that happened, but I imagine that has happened. Yeah. Yes. At, at the same in the same token, you don't want to have Steve Ballmer come out yelling and you know going all kinds of crazy at, to hype everyone up because then everybody's just like kind of doing the shifty eye like are you seeing this is this yeah. happening kind I mean, of thing? nobody like, wants to be the first person to stand up and you know headbang yeah they're all just gonna sit there so like understand that yeah <laughs> and it doesn't mean don't make it you know don't don't not hype it but like don't try to bring art we're sitting in ballroom c i'm i'm here with an ice water and the a pad and a notepad and the pen <laughs> and my little key yeah. the, and my and my lanyard that were provided to me and i know i'm going to be sitting here all day yep don't like don't insult me and try to <laughs> try to make it seem like this is a u2 concert yeah when really i know i'm here for best practices on x y or z yeah if nothing else i think it just sets up false expectations for the rest of the day yeah one of the best uses of video that, that I've ever experienced was actually a company that I worked for. When I was in the mortgage business, we had our national sales conference one year in, I wanna say San Diego, I think it was. And um, one of the things that, that they did really well was after lunch every day, I think it was a two or three day conference, after lunch every day, um, they would come back in with something that was that was basically the topic was all or the subject was always salespeople like individual salespeople around and the one that i remember was one of the days after lunch there was this like 10 minute sequence of salespeople from around the country telling their horror stories mm. and one of them was um was a woman who was who was telling this embarrassing story about how she'd uh called a broker um gotten the voicemail left the voicemail gave him the answer he want he wanted put down her phone and turned the radio back up and started singing along with the radio. And then a few minutes later, a call came in uh, from the guy that she just left a message for, and he said, I loved your message, you're a great singer. And she realized that she had not hung up the phone mm -hmm. before starting to sing along with the radio, and that was all on the voice. And like, just to hear other salespeople say look it's not all great right sometimes you make stupid like it was just such a great way to kind of ease back in from lunch and then get to whatever the next keynote was yeah. or something like that there are just so many opportunities to to capture those moments and keep people you yeah. know kind of engaged throughout anything else on on kind of video at the event i think we covered it okay um then kind of our third main point here is 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 i'll say it again taking advantage of the butts that are there gotcha um and, and this i think is the biggest opportunity that's missed by a lot of companies there are clients prospects and partners that are likely your best clients your best partners and some of your prospects who are probably closest to close all in one place for a day or two days this is the only time this happens. <clears throat> it, they're 
scattered around the country or the world the other 364 days of the year this is where you've got everyone in one place how can you best take advantage of that opportunity to create not event video but marketing video videos for sales oh videos for for customer success right how can you how can you take advantage of those people and get them to be a part of that that additional content that you can create that you can use the rest of the year whether it's about the event or not when you said this is one of the biggest opportunities that companies miss I think a lot of times it's not that they don't interview some of these people it's that they only think about it the day of and they're like oh yes can you get Roger from company Y because uh, he's got this cool thing and then the, then you're in the middle of the showroom floor or, or you know like the hallway or wherever where there's yep. a couple tables and people walking and, and, and it's the noisy, terrible lighting yep. sucks and you got this Roger there with his lanyard on and he's stunned he doesn't know what you're about to ask him you don't know what you're gonna ask him and mm. you end up getting crap out of it and, and and or you're trying to get so much out of those interviews you jump back and forth between so how are you enjoying UserCon 2019 and um, tell me about a problem that your company was able to solve with our product yeah and like like why not since you know who's already registered identify ahead of time which of those clients partners and maybe even prospects you want to interview and talk to them beforehand about some of their experiences yep and then what and then schedule them at particular times throughout the event to come and talk to you about a very specific list of questions that you've developed based on your pre-interview i just did air quotes nobody can see that your pre-interview of them where might you do that where might you do the interview the actual interviews yeah i don't know i'd probably do it in ballroom d <laughs> the one that's not a breakout session or something like that i certainly wouldn't it's do it in the, the hallway um you've probably booked a whole section of the venue anyway so you've got unused space set it up as a studio green screen it maybe it, maybe there's a nice library bring in some props whatever it is make it look like it's not at it, many times it can just be a hotel room that is that is designed in a specific yeah. way that it looks less like a hotel room it could just even be simply some neutral density filters on the window and see the skyline behind him yeah but you've got an audio controlled lighting controlled room where this person can be brought in they can get some makeup if that if they need it they can feel comfortable it's a class a experience for your clients and for your your customers or your um your, your partners and that's that's way better than just throwing them in front of a camera some guy holding god knows what camera and, and it just looks and sounds like crap yeah and and so often it's so hard to get to wrangle people the day of right right if you haven't if you haven't had a conversation i think a lot of people too have a who have a lot to say are also a little bit timid about being on camera so even if they've got some great stories and you just ha you just try to pluck them out of an audience or pluck them out of a conversation that they're having or they're grabbing coffee outside of the main ballroom, um, they're probably not going to say yes because they're just intimidated by, you know, by being on camera. This is an opportunity to not just for you have that pre-interview, but also for them so that they know what kind of things you might ask them about. They've already answered once and and even if they don't think about it between that pre-interview and when you're actually filming them 
they've already kind of com you know compiled their thoughts in the worst case when, scenario and when you ask them again yeah. they'll remember a little bit about how they answered before in the best case scenario they'll bring a lot more to that conversation they'll bring statistics they'll bring like actual you know real world examples um they'll they'll dig up whatever information they need to to make that a better story because they want they want to look good on camera you want them to look good on camera um so it, i mean all that work ahead of time is why pre-production exists is why yeah <laughs> how important that is well and and that and that you know that gets to too just putting a plan in place mm -hmm. right i mean it's it's I mean, it's easy to say put a plan in place for how you're going to promote it, put a plan in place for how you're going to use video. But like when you get to the actual event, have a plan in place. So many companies just get like two, three weeks out prior to the event. Hire a production they company. They hire a local production company and they say- Who does event video. <laughs> yes, who does event video. And all they're doing is capturing some B-roll, getting some kind of on-the-fly interviews, and then you know see what they can come up with because so often it's not hey we need we need to make sure that we can put together a video with clips about topic a we need there, there's not that level of thought put into it and so then it's up to the video producers to just kind of roam keep shooting and then figure out in the edit what maybe we can put together right. with this and sifting through hours and hours of 4k footage i mean that's so many hard drives that's so many sd yes. cards that's so much time and energy it takes if you know what you're going to end up with at the end you shoot for that and you and you get that and any and it doesn't even have to be super detailed like any any competent production company would be able to take a list of potential or likely deliverables Right. We, well, it'd be really great if we could get some of our clients talking about this and another video, some of our clients talking about this and a video with our partnership partners talking about their relationship with us. Even if those are only the three bullet points you give that production company, they're going to be able to, as long as you give it to them before the day of hell, as long as you give it to them before the first interview, they'll probably be able to craft some questions instead of just waffling, waffling. Which reminds me, we have a new sponsor this week. Waffle. Waffle. Waffles. Is it waffles? Waffles, yeah. Waffles. Um, okay. I think the other thing about during your event is, uh, and, and I think I mentioned it a little earlier too, is owning the thought leadership of your presenters. Right? You own that stage. You're curating that content, you're programming that event, you're deciding who's speaking and what they're speaking about. And so you have the opportunity to take those interesting thoughts, those interesting presentations, and turn that around into gated content even, Yeah, we didn't even think right? about, we didn't mention that as yeah, the uh, most obvious one too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, record, well, we've got a client who, who we recorded you know, all the presentations one day, I think there were like 12 presentations one day, <clears throat> we captured with like three cameras, we captured all of those presentations. And we knew and this is this is another key point, we knew that we were only going to worry about five of those. And it was it was 10 or 12 presentations that happened throughout the day. But we knew that we were only going to deliver five because we knew that the mic was going to screw up in one presentation. We knew that PowerPoint wasn't going to work in one. We knew that a presenter or two was just going to suck, right? You, you, you don't really want to expect that every single presentation is going to be perfect. And also 
don't take the less than perfect presentations and put them out there. Curate your list of, of those things so that you can put out there what's valuable to your audience. And then our client turned around, built a landing page for that, and gated each of those videos and has captured leads as a result uh, with, with a you know with a, a teaser of a description of the of the presentation enough to get people to click and put in their email address to watch then that presentation from their partner their client whatever it mm -hmm. was um, that's and that's relatively easy to do and and even more so you, so you got that half hour segment of that of that client on stage talking about their their situation then so you've got that on a landing page is gated great from that all you need to do is find three or four clips that are 12 seconds long that are that are like um so we got to this issue we, we got to this issue and and here's what we did right it, it, end, it teaser. Te end yeah. teaser mm -hmm. you know go here to see the full thing it's yeah. enough to to throw up on linkedin even as a promoted ad that or not but that's that um that will capture someone's curiosity and get them to check it out yeah and it's it's like you get so much more content but you don't really have to try for it you, but you do need to plan for it right and and, and i think that's and, and i think you even need to plan for next year's content mm -hmm. right like like coming back to the original idea that we had here about you know talking about the event video like there's just because we don't see value in an event recap video doesn't mean there isn't value in capturing b-roll of the event right because next year you're going to have to create some promotional content to get people to attend your event next year so you might as well have some some footage of what the event actually looked like i would caution the production companies shooting that stuff to try to keep like time-based things out of the footage like try not to shoot the sign that says UserCon 2019 mm. because it's more likely that that footage is going to be used to promote UserCon 2020 and it just feels a little bit off if all the signage is last year. I think you get a little bit of leeway with that, but you know, maybe just like move a little bit and frame the shot slightly differently so that signage isn't in in sure. the shot or something like that. I mean, that's super detailed, but um okay, I, I think that's a, a pretty good discussion on on event video. Is there anything we left out? I'm sure. Well, that's true. That's, that's, a, that's, <laughs> sure there is. that's a very healthy way to look at it. Um, uh, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'd love to hear other people's thoughts on, on event video. Uh, I think everybody at this point knows how to reach us. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Um, They'll figure it out. These are smart folks. These are smart folks. That's one thing we know about our audience. Mm -hmm. They're smart. And good looking. And smell nice. I can't confirm that. I I can. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think it's time to start bringing in the outro music. All right. Cue the music. Uh, it's a nice little fade in there. Again, some sweet grooves. That's nice. Yeah. Still got four and a half minutes. We did. And a whole closet full of ones. Big waffle. Some with chocolate, some with caramel. The, uh, have you ever... The waffles or the dough? Have you ever been to... Uh, the waffles? Yeah, there's a new one. Crazy. 